You're a swimmer, a cyclist, a runner. You're a triathlete. You're a conqueror of the multi-sport mentality. You seek greatness in your everyday life. But as an age grouper, your forte is the physical fitness that you strive for. Endurance is your middle name. You're listening to the Age Grouper for Life podcast, the ultimate source for living the triathlon lifestyle. Colin and Elliot will discuss the most optimal training techniques to get you where you want to be mentally and physically so you're ready to bring it. You can do it. Ready to bring it? Welcoming your hosts, Pete Triathlon and USAT certified coaches, Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. Hello, everybody. How you doing? This is Colin Cook and Elliot Kawaoka. And we are uh, here with episode number five of Age Grouper for Life. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about uh, Elliot. He had a half Ironman not too long ago, and then he's got Ironman Canada coming up. I had uh, the third child of mine born uh, a couple days ago. And uh, then we're going to talk to Paul uh, Hekamian, who is the L.A. Tri-Club president. So... Um, should be uh, a good show here. So let's see how it goes. So, all right, Elliot. Um, let's uh, let's hear a little bit about uh, the half Ironman you did. Yeah, a few weeks ago. Now we originally originally planned to talk about it with the Brian Dunn episode, but we didn't get to it. So we let's talked about it a little bit, but I just wanted to point out that I beat him at that race. <laughs> that, was, uh, that was my first victory over him in seven years of triathlon. So. <laughs> well, that's not an sense. easy feat. So, uh, <laughs> good deal. But uh, let's hear a little bit about it. Yeah, so it was um, a little up north, northeast Arizona, so it was a little bit at, at elevation. Um, it's about 6,000 feet. So, I guess that weekend it was 120 degrees in the valley. And um, so the race took place in Sholo, and it was still in the 90s. So, I was expecting a really hot day, but kind of glad to be out of the valley for a few days to get out of the 120 degree heat. <laughs> yeah, cold temperatures, huh? <laughs> yep. So I'm hoping uh, Canada uh, won't be too cold. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think huh? anything under anything under 80 degrees is gonna make me a little chilly. Yeah. Uh, nice. Um, so let's hear uh, how did how the day go. Yeah, so, I mean, there's probably five really good age groupers and two pros, actually, that race. And um, I think the hardest part for me racing at elevation is a swim. And um, I don't know how this happened because I'm not the greatest of swimmers. I mean, I call myself average, but I got out um, with the top amateur in the water. So that, that really put me off to a great start of the day so what'd you swim um 31 nice go cool. and people were saying it was a little long but i know you don't like talking about some <laughs> <distances>. <laughs> yeah it is what it is right you know it's tricky um don't get too far off topic here but my thoughts are kind of you know yes the gps watches are pretty accurate but um you know even if it's off by 100 yards you know that's 
somewhere between a minute to two minutes for most people. Um, so it's it's tricky and it's the same for everybody, right? And that's where I think yep. you know looking at exactly. it comparatively to what uh, other people are doing is is what's usually relevant. But uh, yeah, that's my little tangent. Go ahead. <laughs> But when the when the swim is short, no one says anything. Yeah, ironically, that seems to be uh, you know just doesn't get discussed too much. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so I, I got out of the water with uh, Brian Folds. He's I mean he's always up there in races, and I mean he lives in Colorado now, but he used to live by me. So I mean we we've raced each other quite a bit, and I know he's he was probably my top competition of the day. So, um, yeah, I've been biking a lot and um, actually rode away from him. So, I, I mean, I think I put in about a seven-minute gap on him on the bike. Nice. And so I, I was, like, leading the amateur race and got to the run and gave it everything I possibly had and um, might have started out a little too fast. It was really hot from the first mile. I mean, it was already 85 degrees and... I mean, when you're at elevation too, your your perceived effort is just so much higher at yeah. at the pace you're going. So I mean, I started out I'm like I'll I'll try to run six thirties and hold on for as long as possible. And I mean, those six thirties felt like six minute miles. So yeah, might have started out a little too fast. Well, especially I guess you know to say you know elevation is challenging for everybody, but especially somebody that hasn't really. I mean, you weren't acclimated at all, right? Right. Yeah, I flew in the day before, which I guess they say that's a good thing to do is either yeah. you spend, you want to acclimate and spend, what is it, two weeks there, at least two weeks to acclimate or get down to, or get up to elevation the day before the race. I mean, you want as, tor- as short as yeah. a time frame as possible. Exactly right. So just kind of shock your body and not even give it a chance to recognize as much that it's way out of its element. <laughs> yep. But yeah, so with about 10k to go, the wheels started to fall off, and I mean, I still, still dug deep and never really, never walked or anything. But I mean, my pace definitely slowed down quite a bit, and Brian caught me at mile, I think 11, and I tried to hold on, but I mean, he, he had the fastest run split of the day, including all the pros. So I mean, I knew he was gonna. He was gunning for it. I mean, he, he depends on that run, and I almost held him off. And I really think if I if I uh, just started out a bit more conservatively, paced yourself just, a little better, yeah, yeah, stuck to high six minute miles and just held on to that pace, I would have got it. But we live and learn. And I, I mean, I had a good race. I was second amateur and uh, fourth overall, including the pros. So second amateur. Yeah. Nice. So. So, how much did you fade towards the end of the race on the run? Um, I think it went down to like seven twenties. Yeah. So well, it was pretty bad. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, even the pro that won, he ran a one. He, we actually had the same uh, half marathon split. So. Same run split. Okay. He put, he put some time on me on the bike, but. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the times were actually pretty close. So I mean, I was pretty pleased about that race. And, Awesome. I swear, every single race I've done this year, it's it's there's some element to it that makes it really really tough. I mean, either yeah. elevation, the heat, or 
a really hilly race. Both. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Good for you, man. Well, congrats. That's uh, that's awesome, and leads well into uh, your next race here, huh? Yep. Got Ironman Canada in two weeks, and my goal is to. Well, I want to win my age group, and I definitely want to get back to Kona. So. Very want to cool. give you a run for your money there. Uh-huh. This year. Yeah. Not sure that's going to be a problem, but that's a different topic. Uh, <laughs> hey, I've never beaten you before. Um, but good. But yeah, you're feeling strong. I know you've been putting in uh, some good volume, and uh, training's been going pretty well the last couple of weeks, right? Yep, and I'm excited that training's over because it's been really hot in the valley. And, I mean, I'm, I'm used to getting up at 2.30 or 3 to go train. Yeah. For those people not uh, other climates of the world, uh, so because it's so darn hot, hot there, uh, Elliot, like you said, gets up that early to try and beat the heat, uh, you know, and ride in the dark um, before that sun comes up, because uh, it's legit like 110, 115 it's been, right? Yep. No, yeah, thank I mean, you. Yeah, I mean, if, if I went for an hour-long ride, I mean, it's, I could, it's doable to ride in that kind of temperature, but when you're riding for five hours... I mean, at the four-hour four mark, I mean, if you're in that heat, it's just, you're in survival mode. Yeah. It's not really, you're not getting quality training in. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Well, good, man. We're very excited. Uh, definitely uh, looking forward to you taking care of business in Canada so that uh, we can uh, make the trip over the island together. Yep. We're gonna do a bunch of podcasts over there too, right? That's the plan, right? Now, I mean, that's what a what a no better place to find some uh, amazing age groupers than uh, on the island. So uh, once you punch your ticket, we'll start uh, racking up the interviews. So uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I feel pretty confident about the race. I mean, I'm I feel like I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. So it should be a good day. Awesome. Yeah. And you've got the experience on that course right so this is your third time racing that one right yep going i'm gonna go three for three all right i like the sounds of that <laughs> good well and then to uh take a turn on to somebody whose training isn't going very well that would be myself uh <laughs> but uh all for good reason uh very excited to uh announce the birth of my third child gabriel Carlton Cook. Uh, he was born on Friday, uh, July 8th, right on his due date, uh, around 1.37 a.m., so uh, pretty much an all-nighter that night. Um, but uh, he and his mom are doing fantastic and uh, spent the weekend at the hospital, and um, grandparents had the other two boys, so it was uh, it was nice, and uh, he's been uh, a very good baby so far. So, um, got a little bit of time off of work here, which is really nice, so trying to help out as much as I can. Um, and definitely uh, uh, <laughs> saying that uh, having three is, is crazy. Um, you know, so my oldest is three and a half, so um, just trying to keep up with them and keep them in order uh, is a challenge for sure. So uh, there's no doubt I've got my work cut out for me with my training. Um, you know, the, the couple <laughs> weeks leading up to it, uh, we actually went to the hospital like a week early. Um, thinking that he was coming, it ended up just kind of not not being the time, but uh, that really hindered my training for that week because obviously I just didn't want to venture too far away from the house in case we uh, we had to head to the hospital. So um, I've been on a bit of a hiatus, but um, as of yesterday, uh, back fully on track here. Got my workouts in yesterday and this morning and everything. So uh, 
Um, hoping to continue that trend, but uh, uh, we shall see. Um, but uh, looking looking forward to it, and it's all certainly worth it. So, um, very good. All right. Um, so those are the updates from Elliot and I, and now we are going to bring Paul into the picture here, so we can talk uh, to Paul. We're excited to have him here. All right, we are back here, and Paul is on the line with us. So, Paul, just to make sure we do say it right, it looks like we mispronounced it before. Uh, can you say your name for us here and uh, give us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, Paul Hakimian. It's a tough one to, to, <laughs> to, to get out, but, yeah. Um, wow, where do I start? What about me? Um, you know, I've been in the sport for close to 20 years now, um, and started the LA Tri Club back in 2000 uh, when I was just getting it. I was in the sport for a few years and really enjoyed the the, the energy and the and the positive attitudes of people in the sport of triathlon. And um, it was in line with what I was doing uh, at the time, and um, it just kept uh, the the group I was training with just kept growing, growing, and growing. And a friend of mine. Was it was a professional triathlete, so I was kind of in the uh, inside world of the professional triathletes at the you know back, you know late late nineties, and uh, and then one thing led to another, and uh, we created the LA Tri Club, and I never knew uh, thought that it would take off and be as success uh, as, as successful as it is today. So um, yeah, I mean I can go on and on, and uh, you know my my professional background, I'm in technology. So if you want a little background of Please, what I yep. do yeah, professionally, I automate businesses through CRM technology. So I do business automation. I'm a serial entrepreneur, if you if you will. Definitely looks uh, like own, that based on your LinkedIn profile. <laughs> yeah, I, I seem to do a lot uh, from, you know, back in the days of owning a cheesecake company and selling cheesecakes to, you know, Frank Sinatra and Michael Caine <laughs> and Tony Danza, you know, James Earl <laughs> Jones would call me and I'm like, it's Darth Vader on the phone, you know, <laughs> you know, so, uh, you know, I had a successful cheesecake company, sold it. And then, um, I was in the shipping industry for a long time. I competed with FedEx with a local shipping company called Overnight Express, grew that company until we sold it. Um, and then, uh, started, uh, you know, business consulting. Uh, and, it, you know, it's funny. It all started around triathlon because, mm -hmm. you know, your network is your net worth, right? Yeah. Your network is your net worth. So you surround yourselves with like-minded people. In fact, Colin, I, I saw that you had posted, I think, on your Facebook page some article about surrounding yourself with, you know, influential people, people that are like-minded to help support you and your goals. And, and, and that's what I did. I mean, yeah. that's at the end of the day, that's what LA Tri Club created, uh, you know, that's an offset of what LA Tri Club was, right? It's a, it's a network of like-minded people. And all I was doing was herding cats, right? Just, you know, get it, you know, creating the foundation to, um, you know, lay down the groundwork to create a club that, you know, uh, fostered that environment, right? The pay it forward attitude, the positive attitude, um, and then all of those, uh, all of my friends uh, became customers at the end of the day. So, yeah. you know, people who work and train together work together. Right. So uh, it's been a great network uh, uh, for a very long time. And then, um, yeah, and then I started, uh, and then the website, LA Tri Club's website is, is very uh, robust. It's very complex. And uh, my philosophy was at the time, 
if we can solve a pain point through technology, let's 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 throw technology at it. So my idea was always throwing technology. So our website um, over the last you know 15 years um, has been uh, one of the best websites ever built in the travel on community, I believe, um, uh, the way that it's uh, the functionality, it's really geared uh, to meet the needs of triathletes. So I, I'm really proud of um, what we've created over the last, you know, 16 years. We just launched a new website, which um, is just beautiful. So I, I don't know if you guys had a chance to Absolutely. look at it. But yeah. Yeah. I'm on it. I'm on it right now. And it is, it is really nice. <laughs> yeah. And so you're just seeing the front end. So when yeah, I, exactly. when I get, yeah, exactly. When I get the presidents of all the other clubs on the phone, you know, we, we, I do I do communicate with all the other club presidents. Uh, you know, we all get together, especially here in Southern California or in Northern California, from you know uh, Golden Gate, San Francisco, Silicon Valley, San Diego Tri Club. We're all friends and we all get along and awesome. we all uh, share best practice um, at the end of the day. So. Um, it's been really an amazing journey to to not only you know run LA Truck Club but to be part of this triathlon community as a whole. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely a little so. jealous of your uh, website. You know, so I do run uh, certainly a smaller club called Northeast Multisport here in the the Greater Nashua, New Hampshire, and Northern Mass area. Um, but, I saw uh, that. Certainly yeah, not so at the scale you, that you, know you guys are. Like to run a club. I do. Yeah. yeah. So I've been doing that for a while, but um, so I don't want to. There's so many questions I want to ask you just as a club president that uh, I'm going to kind of sure. hopefully steer away, not spend too much time on there. We want to make it relevant to to our age groupers here but uh you know certainly i think some of my questions will tie into that and uh you know that's kind of you know and i guess to to back this up a little bit so as i mentioned paul's really somebody that uh this is the first time we're having a conversation i i didn't know him beforehand and you know i was actually in our interview with brian dunn and we were talking about the scottsdale community and how great it is and i was like hmm you know i think it'd be great to bring somebody like you know that that has an extremely successful triathlon club and and talk to them and really the first one that came to mind was la tri club so i just shot paul an email and and here we are so i mean you know you know paul paul mentioned how great the people are and um you know it's it's really you know he says you know he's excited to be on and whatnot and uh we're still growing our our podcast here but he was he was willing to jump on and we're we're so appreciative that uh he was willing to do that and um it's just another cool example of how awesome people are in triathlon (laughs) yeah i've met some amazing people along this journey Uh, um the, the the people that you get to meet, it's not like, you you know, like other sports where you can't really, you know, be a fan and, and rub elbows with them where, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I've had Mark Allen and Dave Scott stay here at my house at the same time, right? You know, how, how, how often wow. did that wow. happen, right? No you know? kidding. Jeez. Um, you know, I've had Natasha Badman stay in my house for two weeks and her husband cooked every meal. It's like, <laughs> I don't want you to ever leave. You can stay here all the time. <laughs> So it it does bring us all together, and and that's what I that that's what I like about our sport. It's just very opening and very positive, and uh, everyone is you know there to help each other. Yeah, so cool. So and Elliot, why don't you go ahead with your post there of what you're going to ask him about? Oh yeah, I mean to add on to that, I mean I, I feel the same way, and I mean. You just meet so many like-kinded individuals that are very dedicated with their sport, and I think that carries over to their professional lives as well. And 
I mean, if I didn't have it, I just think everything, everyone has like just an extremely, extremely good work ethic. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's funny when you go into an interview and your resume says, you know, I'm a, you know, five time Ironman finisher. Um, you know, that's somebody I want to hire, you know, at the end of the day, that's who I should be hiring. You know, I would be surprised if you go into some of these job interviews and they look at that and they're going, Oh, this guy's just training all the time. But you know, uh, it takes discipline. It takes, you know, um, an A type personality to, to be a, uh, someone that can actually go out and, and train the way we do and be successful. It's the, you know, I believe that, uh, you know, triathlon is, 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 is like the fountain of youth. It, it, you know, it, it, it really breeds uh, amazing people. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. And I mean, especially you've been in the sport a lot longer than we have, um, you know, to see and hear your passion already, you know, continuing for, you know, what you're saying upwards of 20 years is, is so cool and, uh, very motivating. So that's awesome. Yeah. You know, it's, um, I didn't think I would ever do this, but I think if you enjoy what you do um, and, and, and it doesn't seem like work, then, uh, you know, that's my philosophy. If you can just, you know, find your passion in life and what you like to do, then your job is never a job. It's right. actually just you're just enjoying yourself, enjoying your life, and everything else is just, you know, falls into place. Um, you know, what's kind of unique and different about L.A. Tri Club is that, you know, I've been you know, president ever since the very beginning. And that's not what you typically see in a normal triathlon organization. What you typically see is, you know, a board that typically rotates and they have elections year over year or every other year, something like that. And there's a lot of turnover. So good or bad as that may be, um, you know, I think it, it has pros and cons both ways. I mean, obviously we've been very successful because I've been able to, um, have great volunteers and great team members to actually help run the club. But, uh, the overall direction of the club has been very focused over the years and, uh, the relationships built in the community are long lasting, right? Uh, mm-hmm. opposed to other clubs where if you have a new president coming in and a new treasurer and a new vice president, those relationships have to be rebuilt, again and again and again, not only with the membership, but with your sponsors. And yeah. and, and that kind of sets back all the other clubs because, you know, the new guy comes in and, you know, he has to like now reach out to all of the sponsors and they have to keep continuing on building new re- relationships. And if they don't keep that, you know, that, 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 that pulse on, on the community, you know, it, 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 it's disruptive to the organization, if, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. Uh, trust me, I couldn't agree more. And, uh, you know, in the uh, eight years or so that uh, my triathlon club's been around, I mean, we have tremendous turnover. And uh, I, I've, I'll admit I've gotten quite frustrated at times where, uh, you know, just the execution, it's very challenging when you're, you're switching things up a lot. And uh, I completely understand and respect your decision to, to keep people in, in place that are doing their job and getting things done. So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, if you can, if, if 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 you're out there and you're listening about trying to create a club or run a club, you know, my my advice is to just try to provide the best products and services for your membership, right? And then they'll keep growing. You know, you'll you'll keep getting new members. I mean, it's hard to keep 
new members. I mean, you want to re, you know retain those you know members in your organization, um, and 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 you also want to attract new members into the sport, right? And I think that we do a good job of uh, attracting new people. If we can get between three, four, five hundred newbies coming into the sport every year, then we're doing something right. You know, I mean, I know there's the one and dones. You know, they'll come in to the sport, they'll you know get it off their bucket list and check it off. Been there, done that. You know, I did my couple of triathlons I'm done but you know from my point of view I, I want them for lifers right Absolutely. You know, age groupers for life yeah let's 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 how do we create a community where it's more about the lifestyle the community um, and, and just in enjoying it so uh, you know we've tagged and and, and copyrighted the the, the phrase uh, swim, bike, run, play, because we believe play is a key component to the, uh, you know, to swimming, biking, and running. You have to have the play portion of it, and, and that's the social aspect. It's getting together with, you know, friends in the sport and and having socials and meetings. It's 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 the fun part of triathlon. So I think that you can't take yourself too seriously. You have to have fun uh, at the end of the day. Ah, that's uh, great points. And why don't we take a step back? Why don't, so how many, and I actually sure. don't know the answer, uh, how many members does LA Tri Club have? We have a thousand members. We've, we've been at a thousand, oh, wow. oh, yeah. you know, over the last, you know, 16 years, we've uh, been over a thousand members. For the first year we started, we went from 350 members to 800 our first year. Wow. Then after that, we've been throttling, um, you know, well over in the uh, 1,000, you know, 1,200 here. Uh, we got as high as 1,800 at one time. Um, Due to a relationship we had with a uh, um, uh, one of our sponsors that kept promoting our um, our, our membership to their to their membership, it was a sports club, and okay. so uh, yeah, it's uh, we've actually you know just kept growing and growing and growing. But it's the new people that I really like to meet every each and every time uh, that come into the sport. You know, it's the newbies, right? You know, we all yep. had to start somewhere, right? Oh, no doubt. And, and, exactly. No, yeah, I saw you yeah. guys teach like the try 101, like kind of give some some general things. I actually threw a local race teach a, uh, a triathlon 101 that a lot of our new members come to, but I think that that's a great idea and absolutely, you know, establishing that strong foundation and providing everything to those newbies is what's going to hopefully keep them around and keep them in the sport and hopefully, you know, enjoying the lifestyle. So absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're fortunate enough to, here in Southern California where we're racing and training year-round. I mean, yeah. we, we, we slow down maybe a little bit in December and January, but at the end of the day, there's a triathlon around the world. So the, it's summer somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there our members can be spotted around the world, uh, literally, and, and that's what uh, inspires me to see our kits in all these other foreign countries yeah. and racing around the world. It's it just... Uh, amazing and then triathletes that come and visit uh us here in california uh we're always uh, you know a hotbed of um people coming in from other countries and we you know allow them to jump into our workouts and you know we really open the door for uh those visiting you know los angeles and and, and the surrounding areas to come come out and play with us um so that's that's always neat to to do as well yeah that's really oh, cool is there is there uh, a lot of other tri clubs in in the area as well there are. Uh, in fact, there's Pasadena Tri Club. There's Long Beach uh, Tri Club. There's Orange County. There's um, 
there's uh, there's a few in the valley. There, there, there yeah, there's a, there's a handful of smaller clubs around, um, and and we work very close with them. So um, we try not to be like you know a dominant player. What we want to do is just look, just do what we do for our local community and do it better than anyone else. Period. That's that's what we try to do. Um, and, and we're fortunate enough to have really great sponsors that really support our club and our members, uh, not only by you know providing products, but also services and also venues um, to host meetings. And, and you know we've been working with Red Bull in the past. Uh, they they are great with us. Uh, they have a great location right here in our backyard. So uh, we're just uh, fortunate enough to have like all these really killer locations to choose from um and then of course we have the pacific ocean right here for you know all of our swimming biking and running so it's it's kind of neat to have yeah that's so i'm jealous of that i only have uh two lakes to swim at in arizona so (laughs) (laughs) the lakes are pretty disgusting (laughs) yeah yeah no jim what do do you train with jimmy riccatello there um i've heard of him but i don't yeah yeah He's he's a legend in our sport. He obviously. is. Yeah. He's been around a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a good guy. Head Ironman um, official, yeah. you mean, right? He the, what? The head Ironman official, right? These days. I think so. Yes, yeah, he is. Right. That's right. Yeah, 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 awesome. yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, we've had him as a guest speaker. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of good guest speakers over the years. Um, you know, Chris McCormick, Macca, to Crowey, uh, you name it. Uh, uh, it's been a it's been a good run uh, having a lot of these pros come into town and, and stay uh, with us and train with us. It's it's a lot of neat things. Uh, the other thing that we have, I don't know if I mentioned, but we have some of the greatest coaches around too. I mean, I know both of you guys are uh, coaches out, on, uh, you know, respectively. But yep. uh, we have Ian Murray, who's uh, the coach of the coaches, right? He's a yep. three time uh, coach. So I'm sure you're familiar with Ian Murray. In fact, you might have been to some of his classes with USAT. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's uh, you know a level three elite coach, uh, top of the line there. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's definitely uh, well recognized and uh, and uh, very uh, well considered uh, coach and whatnot. So um, that's very cool. Is there is there other coaches too, or is he primarily leading yeah, the charge? No, no, no. We have we have uh, probably five coaches or so. Uh-huh. Um, uh, you know, in our organization, uh, we have uh, you know. Uh, there's, you know, different areas like in the South Bay, we'll have a swim coach, a triathlon coach. We have just they're all spread out throughout the, our organization and they all lead workouts for us, you know, member led workouts. And then there's coach led workouts. So we kind of do both uh, with our organization. Very cool. Yeah, that kind of piggybacked into something that I wanted to kind of ask you about. I mean, it's kind of the and so for me in Northeast Multisport, we're at like 160 members right now, right? We started out with about seven right and we've grown over the years you know and uh so it's definitely on a different level and it's like kind of like the the chicken and the egg where you know you need you know enough members and people to be doing things to make it you know where it's actually beneficial to kind of get together but you obviously have to have the members to be able to make that happen and you know getting them and it's it's definitely uh from a smaller scale it, it makes it a lot more challenging to provide you know all the benefits and things that i think that you have but um, you know, what do you guys do? Obviously, I'm sure you have people, you know, doing sprints all the way to Ironmans. Um, like, do you guys cater different workouts to different level of athletes or distance athletes? Or like, what do you guys do to try and, you know, that's kind of a challenge that I find is, is being able to, there's really, 
no no single athlete is doing the exact same thing you know so like putting a training plan together or trying to make workouts that that make sense for each person is is kind of tough to do i'm kind of curious what your thoughts are on on how to do that or what you guys do in in that regard well i think what you do is uh depending on your level obviously if you're a newbie we identify a lot of the workouts based on um if you're, uh, you know, training for longer distances, like our Saturday ride, uh, we have a Saturday ride that is pretty advanced, and we, and, and the person, one of the member that leads that um, uh, workout, uh, trains for Ironman. That's all they do is train for long distance hardcore training. And so, if you're going to train in your advanced, you're going to go on that Saturday ride. Whereas we have a, a Zuma ride out in Zuma Beach every uh, every Saturday that is more geared for beginners. It's yeah. a, it's a no drop ride. Okay. So I think that having a thousand members with a lot of the members leading a lot of different workouts, you can really pick and choose right. um, different levels and abilities uh, very easily. And, and and the members are really good about you know uh, giving us descriptions of of, of what. The, the ride and or swim or run would be so that way you can feel comfortable joining that group so i think it's self-regulating mm-hmm. at the end of the day okay. uh, being as big as we are i mean i think smaller clubs might you know have a little bit harder time because there might not be the variety right. uh, of those different levels uh, obviously so you, you're going to have to kind of break up the groups a little bit uh based on performance what level they're at uh yeah so no that makes total sense um but absolutely that's uh that's cool i mean that's that's awesome it's a a challenge all the time because you know i think if if as a as an organization you know and all and and i think for all clubs i think you really want to um focus on um um providing newbie stuff right at the end of the day because you want to attract newbies and and the only way to grow your club is to to offer those types of services because if you're not you know focused on the newbie uh, getting into the sport then you're not gonna um you won't have the retention on the longevity to keep your organization growing you know um and then you know membership dues right i mean you got to charge membership dues in order to support you know the club uh you know it's not cheap running a club i'm sure colin as you know yeah you know it takes it takes expenses and and you got to pay the bills right absolutely Um, yeah so, so and and yeah. to that point, so like, what are some of the things that you really do to try and draw new members, and then you know get them uh, really involved and interested in things? We have a new member night led by Ian Murray. Uh, we call it New Member Night. So uh, it, it's a and it's funny because the New Member Night it goes over the history of the club, the history of the sport. It goes into how to start training. Um, in fact, it shouldn't be new member night. It should be prospective member because most of the time it's member people looking to get into the sport and they're curious of how to get started and they're curious about the club. So I would say, you know, out of you know uh, the people that show up to these new member nights, uh, it's I would say it's mostly you know 60, 70 percent non-members want okay. to, to know how to get started. So uh, I think that you know that should all clubs should have a new member night right Mm -hmm. and And how often you do those Hmm? how often you do those paul is that like annually or they once a month once a month once a month once a month and they rotate at our sponsor location so we move them around town and um it's a it's about an hour and a half meeting uh it, you know, it's a PowerPoint presentation where we kind of show them the website, how to utilize this website, 
you know, how to, how to get the benefits from joining the club uh, and, and getting the, you know, go over all the discounts because, you know, all clubs should be providing, you know, discounts at races, uh, discounts on products and services from the sponsors. And, um, yeah, the, the, you know, those are some of the benefits that, uh, you know, belonging to a local club are. So you kind of want to, you know, you kind of want to toot your horn uh, during those meetings so you can, you know, attract new, new members. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, so how about um, from the sponsorship perspective, like, do you know percentage wise, like roughly how much of your revenue or whatnot uh, comes in from um, club club fees as opposed to a sponsorship? Like, do you guys rely heavily on sponsorships or where do you stand on that? I Any think- idea? Yeah, I think sponsorships are, are uh, definitely keep the. It, it helps pays for a lot of uh, the the initiatives that we do and the swag we buy for the members. Uh, uh, so I think it's about fifty fifty. We we bring we do actually very well in the sponsorship arena based on our numbers. Um, we've been very fortunate to have great sponsors. Uh, in fact, this year we have a lot of new sponsors coming in um, and we sign a, 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 a several new ones this year as well from from Roca Wetsuits to Polar to Herbalife, uh, you name it. Uh, there's some big, big, big names that are coming into the sport and, and, and supporting our clubs. But my advice for, you know, anyone listening, um, when, with smaller clubs, uh, you know, it's not all about dollars at the end of the day. It's not about all the dollars. It's if, if I was going to give any club president some advice today, um, when you're starting off a new club, don't go to your sponsors, um, you know, your local bike shop and ask for $10,000, go in there, ask them for, you know, five hundred dollars or four hundred dollars but go out to ten people and ask ten people for four hundred or five hundred dollars right and then and grow it smaller but have more um and then don't even take dollars take swag because i think the way to grow your membership base is to really you know do some branding like co-brand uh you know your your club logo on a water bottle with the sponsor logo and and give those away for free to your membership base because you know members love swag and they love getting that you know that free item and then that's going to you know keep the club growing so uh, always you know don't go out there and try to create a sponsorship deck that is you know so far fetched um, until you start bringing in the numbers, right? At the end of the day, if you, you know, if you can grow to, a, you know, 500, 1,000, and you're bringing, you know, uh, triathletes into a local store and you're seeing, and the store is seeing an ROI for their investment, then obviously you can, you know, ask for more later. But, you know, start off small uh, and, and grow uh, accordingly, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. It makes total sense and definitely uh, agree with you there. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, we, of, yeah, go speaking ahead. Speaking of swag, I mean, we. So I'm a member of uh, One Multisport in Scottsdale, mm-hmm. and we have tons of sponsors. And I mean, I really don't think, like you said, it doesn't really come down to money. I mean, they give us a lot of swag stuff, and we have uh, weekly meetings with our with our members, and it's probably the most popular social aspect um, in our club because I mean, they show up for the for the giveaway raffles at the end of the 
at the end of the meeting. <laughs> at the end of the meeting, you're right. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's so true. We have a thing uh, that we started uh, called First Thursdays. Uh, first Thursday of every month, okay, so whatever that Thursday falls onto, we have a social, and it rotates at different restaurants. So our first Thursday was last week. One of our members owns a restaurant on the beach, and we were all down there. And, you know, we have 125 people showing up, but the raffle is amazing, you know, where you're raffling off a Rudy Project helmet, a Rudy Project uh, glasses, you know, profile aero bars. And I mean, you know, that swag tables, you know, there's a few thousand dollars sitting there on the table. Yeah. So it's, you know, gift cards from our sponsors. So, uh, you know, that's what uh, everyone remembers when they win a wetsuit, a Roka wetsuit, and they walk away from that meeting and they just joined the club a week ago. You just got a customer for life. Yeah. Literally. So, yeah, exactly. uh, yeah. So that's exciting to me, you know, seeing that. It's funny, you know, being the president of a large club and, and having access to all this swag. I still ride a road bike that's, you know, that's converted into a tri bike. Uh, I don't have all the bells and whistles. I, I, you know, I'm just the, I'm just too old school to, you know, get into the whole, you know, you know, tri bike and all the, the, the crazy gadgets, gadgets and everything, crazy yeah. stuff, you know, the carbon, this, the carbon, that I'm just like, just give me a bike with two yeah. wheels and I'm going to pedal. Man. <laughs> it's all about that engine pushing it, right? That's right. It's the <laughs> engine. Yeah. It's not what, yeah, exactly. Hey, I might look good, but, uh, that's about it. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, but to that point, like, so, you know, obviously we've talked about some of the benefits of, of being in a club, but, you know, for people that maybe haven't, aren't, aren't in a club right now and they're thinking, you know, sure, triathlon is an individual sport and on race day, you know, you're, you're out there doing your own thing, but like, why would you recommend that people become part of a club? You know, good question. I, I believe that, the, you know, join your local club. And what I mean by local, you're, you're, you know, it, most cities, you know, San Diego, San Francisco, uh, you, you know, from, from you know, Dallas, Fort Worth, I mean, those guys, the D.C. Tri Club, uh, you know, join your local community club that supports, you know, triathletes. That's, that's my advice because those are the ones that are giving back and they're working really hard to provide a great uh, support system for you to, you know, uh, get from the couch to the finish line. And, and, and I think, you know, if you're going to, uh, you know, get into the sport, then join the local club because it's the it, it's the networking and the um, the benefits that you get uh, in your local community to uh, to achieve your goals and and I think that's that's what we have to do we have to pay it forward right. and and a great way to do that and a great way to kind of like get dialed in to the sport is to join your local club um, I know that. You know, time and time again, we have people that are moving from other cities, literally on a weekly, daily basis, that move to Los Angeles. And the first thing they do is they reach out to L.A. Tri Club because they were a member of their local club and they want to get dialed into the community. And, and believe me, uh, believe me that once they come to a first Thursday or one of our events, they just it, it's almost like they didn't even skip a beat. They're just back right into their family, you know, their uh, uh, friends and family, you know, it's like this community that welcomes each other from, from, from the other clubs. So I, that's why I think the, uh, you know, we have to support the clubs because the clubs are supporting the races and, um, you know, and if we can scratch each other's back, uh, with the race directors and sponsors and, 
and provide the the tools that uh, get the the you know the the athlete you know from you know a non-athlete to an athlete then you know we're doing something right absolutely yeah no that's uh all makes perfect sense and completely agree um one thing i guess i would add or that i think about you know from a competitive or competition standpoint and if you want to be the best triathlete you can be you know again going kind of back to people thinking it's an individual sport but you know by training yeah. with, with a group uh, you know can be tremendously beneficial you know um the coach in me has got to you know caveat that and say you know you got to be careful not to be you know going out and hammering and trying to keep up with people all the time but at the same time you know if you want to push yourself and find a different gear you know having somebody out in front of you that you're trying to chase or to stay stay along with um can be tremendously beneficial you know and there's really no yeah. nobody that whole, can help push the whole uh team cor- com- camaraderie aspect too. Yeah. i mean it's oh yeah yeah, I mean it's lonely out there, you know. When you're out there on a bike ride for for four or five hours, it, it's it's great to go out with a group, even if it's a small group. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be a large group. But, Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, find find uh, that little niche in your community, and uh, it will really help you succeed in in this sport. You know, joining the tri club will help you succeed, bar none, um, for sure. Awesome. So let's yeah, and to add on to that, I mean, I've been, uh, so I was talking to Colin about this before this interview, about waking up at 2.30 or 3 every single morning because it's just so hot here right now that, I mean, we have to get our training in pretty much in the dark. That's but, crazy. Um, just, yeah. just having, like, other people with me, I mean, even one or two other people to train with, I mean, to try to find someone as crazy as me to wake up at that time and train but i mean there are a ton of people that train at that hour so it's oh yeah it, that, I mean, that helped out a lot <laughs> i mean listen at the end of the day it's a safety issue too i think that you know being you know swimming in the ocean absolutely you need a you know a partner mm-hmm. uh on the bike ride it's always good to be with us you know a group and you know obviously running my you know you can do that on your own but it's still always good to have you know someone around um you know, we all live in busy cities and, um, you know, uh, it, sometimes accidents happen, but it's always good to be with, 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 you know, with a group, if you will. Yeah, no, that's a great I point agree. from a safety perspective. Yeah. So, so again, going back to you just being in a sport a long time, you know, and kind of understanding the theme of, of this podcast, like what uh, do you have any tips for any age group triathletes of what kind of in general you do you have any recommendations or things for them to think about uh, in the sport at all? Um, wow, I don't know. <laughs> I just like you know, you know, you know. I think anyone looking to get into our sport, like I mentioned before, uh, you know, joining your local tri club. Uh, you know, uh, learning uh, as much as you can. Uh, and if you really want to succeed, hire a coach. You know, I know that you, you're going to get more out of it. Uh, you know, coaches uh, are very important to our sport. And, um, you know, I, our, our sport is so young, it's still relatively, to, you know, compared to a lot of the other sports. So um, there's so much growth that's going on in our sport so i think that if if anyone's trying to you know get into our sport and they really want to learn join their club and then hire a coach specifically around swimming Mm. i think swimming is uh the biggest barrier 
to entry into our sport. Absolutely. So I think if you can, um, I think if you can learn how to swim uh, uh, efficiently, um, you'll 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 start to love the sport of triathlon. So if you're gonna, if I was gonna give anyone any advice, it would be you know focus on the swimming. Obviously, if you're a competitive swimmer <laughs> growing up, then obviously it might be the the running and, and the cycling. But um, definitely, I I think over the years, and what we're trying to do as an organization is to provide free swim. Um, uh, workouts for newbies and we just did that about uh, three months ago we did a uh, we had an a, I think it was like a 12 week free for our members coach led newbie workout and it was popular it, it, everyone enjoyed it and it was really geared for someone that is just getting into the sport um, that's because that's the barrier swimming yep. is the barrier so and so don't want to get too sidetracked on that but was that sure. at a was that at a pool it was at a pool. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. We, we, you know, we try to do it in, in phases. Um, what we'll do is we'll get you into the pool, and then once you master the pool and you can swim a certain distance, then what we do is we have this Ocean 101 clinic. It's four of our coaches that lead only 10 people, so it's almost two-on-one, and it's an introductory to getting into the ocean. And it mm-hmm. goes over, you know, the waves, the current, uh, how to, you know, uh, how to sight. It, it goes over every detail. So we make sure that all of our members – go through the Ocean 101 clinic before they go and join our uh, open water uh, 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 weekly swims where you're out there swimming around buoys in the ocean because, uh, you know, it's a challenge getting people from the pool into the ocean. But once you do the Ocean 101 class, you'll you'll feel more confident and Mm -hmm. comfortable in the water, and then you can start joining the uh, the rest of the members in some of the larger swim workouts that we have in the ocean. so yeah that makes sense yeah cool i'm just thinking about that from around here like um it's it's very challenging for us to be able to even rent any kind of pool time but like just to be able to and everybody's you know got different pools that they're members of so they can't get into different ones and stuff like that so i was just curious kind of how you guys started that off or how you get around kind of that barrier yeah, we, we, we rent the pool. We okay. pay for it. We yeah. just And we have a lot of pools. We have a lot of outdoor, uh, beautiful 50-meter pools in Los Angeles. Mm. Um, and there's smaller uh, pools that we can rent uh, from time to time. We can always go rent smaller pools at different locations. And, and we're, we're actually looking at uh, uh, creating a master's program, so maybe a, a premium membership, if you will, like a monthly membership where you're actually getting a coach-led, uh, tri-specific master's program opposed to like a lot of the master's programs here are just, you know, uh, coach on deck, just calling out the times. I mean, yeah. it's just like, there's no direction. So we want more coached led triathlon specific workouts for a master's program. So we're looking into that now. Oh, that's cool. And yeah. so, I mean, you, you said your, your club obviously just blew up and was, you know, very large in my consideration anyways, you know, right off the get go. But, um, how would you say that the club has changed in the last, you know, 15 years or so, if at all? Um, the club, you know, I think that um, we've been listening to what our members' needs are, and uh, we've been uh, navigating to pr- providing, you know, different workouts, uh, different rides, um, you know, like, you know, uh, we did a member survey and uh, a lot of the things that came back, we kind of honed in on that 
um, the barrier to entry was swimming. So we created that swim, uh, free swim workout. So, you know, it's listening to the membership, seeing what they're wanting. Um, we, we now have a monthly large bike ride that we do. We call it, one of our members, uh, named it mucho gusto. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, bike rides. And it's been very successful. So, uh, we've, we've been doing a lot of fun stuff, uh, uh, like we are just now putting on our beach barbecue that's coming up in uh, <laughs> August. Cool. So there's things like that that we're doing. We did a club race. Uh, we've been doing an annual club race where it's uh, really geared for new newbies. Uh, listen to this format. Swim, bike, run. Swim, bike, run. Swim, bike, run. Right after each other. Yeah, nice. Yeah. It was. It's called a super micro sprint. It yep. was like, you know, f- three, four hundred meter swim. It was like a three mile bike and a one mile run. But yep. you did you did it three times on on the hour. Sure. And so you know you know you got that one person coming in you know really slow, but then then you know they have to go jump in the water jump and right do it all back over at again. It. And it, it, yeah, and it's <laughs> fun. So that format was really fun, and we'll continue doing that. So, uh, yeah, just creating these these really neat engagements uh is is really what uh, uh, as a leader of a triathlon club you should really focus in on doing right um uh, providing those type of workouts or clinics right or 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 meetings where you're bringing in a guest speaker if you have someone flying in um from from you know to do a local race that you know that's a professional athlete well if you know check with your race director find out who all the pros are coming into town and then get them as a guest speaker while they're here and that'll cut down on your fees right because if you have to fly someone in that's going to cost you and you know a lot of the a lot of the uh, top pro triathletes these days you know want an appearance fee mm-hmm. and 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 sometimes they'll 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 uh, if they're going to be in town doing a local race they'll waive that fee just because they want to get out in the community themselves so i I would i would definitely reach out to the local race directors and find out who's coming in and then um track down uh you know we're all you know three three degrees of separation somehow you know from from an athlete uh you know you can literally pick up a phone and you know call me and i'll call the athlete (laughs) we all know somebody in the sport right so uh yeah that's a good recommendation i like that yeah it's a good little way to do it uh absolutely so outstanding um ellie you got anything else yeah i have a question for you so you've been in the sport a lot longer than colin and i i think we started in around 2009 Uh how have you seen this sport evolve over the years i mean do you think do you think it's more popular than ever right now yeah, I think that my, my, my pulse on, on the situation is that we peaked about a few years ago, um, and then we kind of had a little lull, and I think that uh, we're, we're, we're coming back. I think that triathlon is, is, is coming back. I think that um, we've seen it at a lot of the races, um, and, and, and let me phrase that, too, by saying maybe it wasn't a lull it's maybe that just there's so many more races out there than there's mm-hmm. ever been in our lifetime so maybe there you know the, the you know for example wildflower triathlon amazing 
amazing must-do race has uh, not been selling out because there's just so much more competition than ever before. So, you know, did we see a drop in numbers? Yes, at the races, but maybe in the overall triathlon community, it's been uh, it's been almost uh, at par and, and still growing. I mean, yeah. I think our sport, if you look at the numbers, uh, continually grows. But I think at the race level, at the race director level, and the different events, uh, we've we, it's been a challenge. I think that uh, you know you've seen a lot of. Uh, companies come into into the sport from Lifetime Fitness mm-hmm. uh, to Challenge coming into the U.S. trying to you know buy up a lot of races and and then that kind of tanked and right. you know they pulled out and you know so you're seeing a lot of that you know Ironman being bought you know by you know a company in China I mean or is it Japan don't want to mess that China. up China China yeah okay. right. okay. yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah so you know it, it's a different it's a it's different from um, when it first started, you know. Mm-hmm. Definitely, there's there's just it's almost too corporate now, if you will. Yeah. It just seems that way. So is the you know so to answer your question, is the sport growing? I think it still is um, because I see it in our membership growth and people still doing it. But uh, definitely concerned about all the local races being gobbled up by uh, you know these corporations. You know, that's that's a concern. Yeah, I'm not sure if you're following on slow twitch as well. Uh, Dan Enfield, I think, is feeling the same thing. And uh, he's sent out some questionnaires recently uh, asking coaches and people around uh, about their thoughts on that. I think he's kind of uh, formulating it. He has written up a little bit uh, some things about that, but uh, I think that that's definitely the case. And, uh, you know, even to that point with Ironmans, you know, like Ironman Lake Placid, you know, is the closest one to us in, here in New Hampshire. And, uh, you know that used to sell out instantly, and uh, it's it's now. Uh, I think it took at least a few weeks for it to sell out this year, and um, it's you definitely seeing these races not uh, not selling out instantly um, all the time like they used to, which is interesting. But you make a good point of there's just so many options out there. Yeah, and then there's the, there's and then there's the non-triathlon races like the muddy buddies, the tough mutters, uh, yeah, right, the tough mutters, and you, you name it. That you know, there's just so much out there that it just so can take take away. Yep. Yeah, it just takes away from our sport. But yep. or 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 it's breeding more people to get into our sport too. Yep. So you know, the guys that are out there doing the weekend warrior stuff, they're going now. I think I can do a triathlon. Exactly. So, um, I, yeah, it's a little bit of that's both. that's kind of the way I look at it. Primarily, is more you know I think that those do a great job of getting people literally off the couch or willing to to try something, and then you know once they've tackled that and they've gained some confidence that maybe they're willing to try some other things that they'd never even consider before they've done that race. So um, yeah, I think I think that well, certainly they can take away, but uh, that they they benefit our sport as well. Yeah, I've, I've um, something else I haven't mentioned, but we, we I started along with the other presidents of all the other tri clubs here in California. Um, we created a tri club championship series. It's a uh, it's a it's a it's an event where we took all the independent races right from Wildflower to Santa Barbara to to Malibu to all the races down in San Diego, and we took all these independent races, and we and we went to the race directors and we said, hey, race directors, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna create this champion championship series, and it's a points 
point series uh, with all the top clubs. So all the uh, all the clubs came together, all the presidents, and we came up with a point system. And we spent the last two years building this thing. It's called the Tri Club Championship Series, and it's really taking off. And we we gave away twenty five thousand dollars worth of prize money last year wow. uh, with a lot of swag and. Um, and what's unique about this is um, the race directors now only have to give away one discount code, and it only goes to the TCCS uh, group to those members. So what it does is it, 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 uh, uh, it you have to validate the person's membership in order to be in the series. So there's a process that you go through. So all the club presidents validate the membership. So most of the time what we see in this sport is that a, a, a race director will give away a discount code and then it ends up on the internet and then the public has access oh, yeah. to the whole thing, yeah. right? And, it, and, the, and that devalues the relationship with the local club. So we created a system that would help drive memberships to the local clubs, right, to, to join the club, to be part of the the championship series and get the points for the club and get the and get a discount greater than any other discount that you can get so it was a win-win-win so not only was it a win for the tri-club it's a win for the race and a win for the platform the championship series so we can aggregate those numbers so now you know we have a a thousand people on this platform and we're all competing and it's fun because we can every every uh every other week we're seeing you know is san diego ahead of silicon valley or where's la tri club in the point standing you know it, it's really neat to follow uh yeah, and, cool. and in fact this this platform called goodwill fitness is going to go national this year so you guys might be uh your tri club is going to be part of the series <laughs> the I national like it. series i'm gonna have so. to check that get, out get, get ready colin all right so, yeah. awesome awesome oh, that's cool and i guess I also another benefit is it sounds like that uh, all the athletes are getting the deepest discount they can get as well right so yeah <laughs> so it, it's 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 a great thing we tried to come up with something that you know helps uh the, the race director helps the club and helps the athlete and I think if you can do that, if you can check off, look, this benefits you know everyone, and it's a win-win-win, then you're you're on to something, and it, it's been working. I think we were the largest buyer of Ironman slots last year, the largest organization. So if you took everybody on the platform that registered on the Tri Club Championship, we were the largest buyer of Ironman slots. Awesome, that's right. Yeah, so, so you guys will be. Uh, are you going to head to uh, San Juan for the uh, club championships, the Ironman ones, uh, in March? I, you know, I'm. Sh- I don't know. I, yeah. you know, I, I don't know if we're. Uh, well, I know that the tri club. I know us as individuals in our LA tri club for sure. We'll have members out there racing. Yeah. So yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. We, uh, my yeah. club qualified in Florida, and I think again later we're uh, planning to have a presence there. Uh, I'm just curious when uh, jealous or that I could uh, find a time to meet you here. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I know, right? So yeah. are you going to Hawaii? I heard you qualified for Hawaii. I did. Yeah. Are you going to be there? Well, I I was there last year. And I'm planning on to be there. I have a few meetings that I have to attend. But yeah, I think I'll I'll. Uh, it's be a there rough this place to go, right? But you gotta you gotta attend to those meetings, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. God forbid. I've never qualified uh, for uh, that, and I, you know, I'm 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 turning fifty this year, so uh, I don't think I'm going to be qualifying for uh, Kona anytime soon. All right. Um, Well, yeah, that'd be awesome. We got uh, Elliot's going to take care of business in a couple weeks here, and then uh, we can definitely uh, get together there. That'd be awesome. 
Yeah. The, uh, Elliot, are you going as well? Uh, I'm trying. I'm, I have a Ironman Canada in two weeks, so. Oh, okay. Uh, hoping to qualify. Qualify there. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. So we'll now, see you what guys are. You guys are the real deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, you know, I mean, hopefully to that point, you know, really, you know, it's kind of cheesy, but I always say it and I think it's true. You know, the only people you're really competing against is yourself, you know, and, uh, you know, that's really one thing I love about the sport is, you know, whether you're finishing, uh, you know, an Ironman in 17 hours or, you know, eight hours or whatnot, you know, you, you have your own goals and, you know, you yep. push yourself to try and achieve those. And, you know, hopefully at the end of the day, if you can come you know complete those goals that you should be happy and that's what keeps you motivated to you know then tackle the next goals and and keeps you in living a healthy lifestyle for a long time oh absolutely yeah no i couldn't agree more uh and again you know getting back to you know what you guys are doing athletes for life i think is brilliant uh i think what you guys are doing in the sport is awesome uh you know it, it, you guys are you know young fast and furious uh, and, and and you have a lot of energy to continue it and so you know how do we bring in more people like you and i and and uh, others that help the sport as a uh, as a whole right at the end of the day how can we work together to create you know more value for not only our membership base but for the sport in general absolutely right? yeah so, no I'm it's exciting so yeah. very cool um all right cool well paul what else I, do you guys have for yeah, me yeah we got it? anything else no. <laughs> <laughs> i think i mean there was a lot of things that i have my notes that i wanted to hit on and you just kind of hit naturally so um you know, I think most we'll of the stuff I guess We'll interview you again in Hawaii. Yeah, we yeah, can do exactly. that. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, with a mai tai, with a mai tai, uh, or out at, or or a coffee at Lava Java. You know, uh, we could do that. Uh, that so. sounds good. Well, Paul, really, we can't thank you enough. Uh, you know, so awesome for you to join us, and uh, I think hopefully everybody will really benefit from listening to that one. And um, you know, that's uh, it's really appreciated. Absolutely. Well, I thank you for having me on and, and uh, you know, continued success for both of you. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Paul. Yeah. All right, guys. Have a great cool. day.